0: peace hello i'm robinson mega and welcome to this is not information a podcast featuring myself Polly rhyme maurice bernadette and christian it's a podcast where we all hop on from different places and record video and discuss things that we feel are pertinent to uh our lifestyles being black being in japan and you know a lot of politics a lot of political talk on there If you're a listener of The Megalate Show and you're wondering why I'm coming on and telling you about another podcast and why it's on The Megalate Show timeline, that's because uh, we are just getting started with This Is Not Information. It is a rebranding of Tracy Jones' original podcast with us, which was called The Fire This Time. Since Tracy is uh, relocated back to the States and is trying to get himself established... He wanted to take a hiatus on the podcast or potentially not return to it. And since we were all really hyped to continue our conversations with each other, we decided to uh, rebrand and to start This Is Not Information. Uh, we will be doing content every two weeks and releasing it. And until we have an established place to place the uh, established place to place. Um audio version of it i'll be dropping it here on mondays on the mega late show timeline soundcloud timeline and such so uh subscribe if you're here purely for this is not information thank you welcome for the first time and uh, if you're a mega late show fan definitely continue tuning in i feel like these conversations are more fleshed out versions of what i barely touch the surface on when it comes to uh politics uh this is going to be the last time i give an introduction like this Uh, this is just kind of the disclaimer for the first joint. And yeah, man, this podcast episode, we talk about the election, black vampires and black planet peace. Also, this beat is by Soul Dope 95, my guy from the Inland Empire. Go check him out.
1: So, yes, you are welcome to the first episode of this is not information podcast with Bernadette mega kristen maurice and me paul <laughs> so we're gonna jump this off um mega said he's going to moderate but i guess i will start uh, because he's taking a little break so um bernie you want to get into the rules and then we can do the intros or see how temperature check
2: <laughs> bet 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 so hello everyone um so there are eight rules that I'm gonna go over. The first one is that this is a safe space for all of us to come together and express our feelings and opinions related to Japanese culture, um, as well as our interest in, in a much broader Asian culture. Number two, please respect individual pronouns, whether they are in this conversation or not. Number three, one mic. One mic. So. There is a feature in Zoom uh, where you can raise your hand, so please use that to um, to ask to speak. Or as what Polly did, you can put your hand up in the little window that you have. Number four, listen to understand, not to respond. Ask questions instead of assuming. Number five, following Don Miguel Ruiz for agreement, be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And also, sorry, my brother is laughing in the background with his girlfriend. So if you hear anything, that is him. (laughs) Number six, understand that not everyone's foreign experience, black experience, female experience is the same. Do not invalidate others' experiences just because you have had a different experience yourself. Number seven, if at any point you feel uncomfortable, let us know, we're all friends. We're on Zoom, you can chat, um, put something in the chat to let us know. We all want to be mindful of each other. And last but not least, please only share things that you've learned and not personal stories of others in the con- who are not in the conversation unless you have been given explicit permission to do so. And
1: with that, we can begin. Cool. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I think we could just do around. I'll just call people out because if people have seen this, I think people will see our old podcast, which <laughs> it's not that old. It's like <laughs> but it is our new podcast. So yeah, let's just go around, see how people are doing, and you can introduce yourself. Uh let's start with Kristen.
3: Okay. I kind of knew it was about to be me, but
1: Because you right here on the thing for me. <laughs> I'm
3: um, hi guys, for those who do not know me. Um, my name is Kristen Norris and I'm from the DMB area currently living in Kensington, which is near Silver Spring. I feel like I'm talking about places people don't know, but just in case. Um, (laughs) So I was living in Japan for a year and I just moved back to the States last March. Um, I was living in Nagoya and then I had moved to Osaka before coming back. And I'm excited to have this great experience with you guys.
1: Cool. Let's see, everybody's got their mics off. Uh Mo, Maurice, are you there? Are you there? You still lurking? Nope. All right. Mega, you want to go? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is
0: Robinson Mega. I live in Tokyo. I'm a cultural ambassador for Ikebukuro, which I guess, like, comparatively, it would be like the Bronx of Tokyo. Um, I write for Moto Nice with my man, Pauly Rhymes. I am also the host and producer of the mega late show, which is a Tokyo based hip hop art and culture podcast. We've been going for almost four years now. Um, and in addition to that, I am a contributor to this podcast. This is not information. Um, thank you for having me or stuff. I don't feel good today, guys.
1: I'm trying yes. my best. So yeah. Yeah. Try your best. Yes. And he he he's the creator of the name too. By the way, <laughs> give him his flowers. I'm giving you the flowers. Bernie, you want to go? Yes, yeah, sure. Hello, everyone.
2: My name is Bernadette Benjamin. I am a recent college graduate. Um, I had studied sociology when I was at um, my previous college, which was Bard. Um, and I use she, her, her pronouns. I'm also currently living in Brooklyn right now, but I will be moving to Japan very, very soon. So I'm very excited for that. Woohoo. Um, I am an avid reader, anime watcher, an inspiring novelist and a chicken enthusiast. <laughs> I am currently deciding on um, a legal career track or academic career track, but being part of this podcast has given me um, a lot of ideas of what I can do in the future. Um, when i go to japan i'll be a teacher so i'm looking forward for this new experience before i actually start off my career um also a fun fact i'm like 4'11, so that means i give the right amount of squeeze because hugging is my
1: passion so
2: um (laughs) again
1: bernie's dropping bars today i got two already (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna have to keep, that's because she went to, we'll, we'll, save the, we'll save it for the last topic. I wanna go. All right, so my name is Paul. Um, my rap name is Paulie Rhyme, uh, original. Uh, I uh, write for Motel Nights. Nice. I've also been writing for BCJ, which is Black Creative Japan. Uh, trying to do more of that, uh, as well as I run a school in Honda, which is in South Central Japan. Uh, right down below Nagoya, which is like, I don't know, it would be like Chicago, Cleveland, uh, <laughs> something like that. It feels like Cleveland sometimes. Sometimes it feels bigger. Um, and I moved here from California. My hometown is Cleveland. And recently, because of the election, which we'll get into, I've been using my degree <laughs> in political science. I am not a Facebook i actually know what i'm talking about sometimes and uh i am the proud father of maya uh and i I live in the woods Not kind of i live kind of living like man in the woods all right anyway so uh we got three topics uh one of which we'll see how that one goes but the big topic obviously is the election um slash i think we should talk maybe people who are listening don't always they probably know but don't always think about the three branches of government. So maybe we should we can talk about break it down to executive branch, legislative, and then you know, talk about the I'm about to mess up Supreme Court, <laughs> judicial, judicial, that's what I want to say. So just like thoughts, thoughts about the election that is still kind of going on. What do you guys think? I just wanna say that
2: was a shit show. I spent the past whole week not looking at it at all. I moved away from space on Facebook at all. like, listen, from Monday through Friday, it was all about me drinking wine, reading, doing whatever, self-care every single day. And looking at the elections was not part of it until Friday and Saturday when, it was, you know, when the race was getting close and then on, f- on Saturday when everybody was like throwing parties. Um, so I don't know, Kristen, where you were at. If there was like people going crazy, but I was woken up at like midday Saturday. Cause you know, the weekends, you stay late and you sleep in bed whatever. Um, me and whatever. Me, my brother and I, we were woken up by like cars like honking excessively because people were just shouting, having fun, people were like, there were fireworks, people throwing beer cans. It went all the way to the end of Brooklyn. How it was light, and I was just like, wow, that's how I knew. I was like, the moment I heard people like, yes. I was like, yeah, Biden, something, something positive Biden happened. <laughs> Cause it was not like that when Trump happened
1: at all. Yeah, mofos my, my was distressed. It was like for shock. I think I was in shock when Trump, I was like, really? We're about to do this Ronald Reagan thing all over again. <laughs> That's how I felt. Now, what y'all think? What y'all, what was the response? I mean, the state's probably crazy. I don't know about Japan. I'll speak up. Um, I mean, of course, um,
0: I was happy to see Trump fall from grace, so to speak. I'm still not really convinced that it's all over yet, although it does appear to be that way. I'll be... I'll feel a little bit more comfortable about it once he finally vacates the White House. Um, but I, got, I gotta say, it's, it feels a little bittersweet. I don't see Joe Biden or Kamala Harris as allies to the type of political uh, aspirations that I'd like to see this, uh, the United States reach or even global politics. But, but it, it, it's a step in the right direction to a few degrees on various type of issues um, you know, materially speaking, I don't think that Trump was completely bad in all aspects of his, of his approach to politics. And I don't, uh, I, and that, that's not to say that, uh, he's not a cancer, but, you know, looking materially at some of the things that he wanted to do and some of the things he wanted to accomplish. Um, I, I just, before I start rambling, let me just say that, yeah, I, I it's a sigh of relief, but, um, but I'm also kind of grossed out by how quickly people gravitated to Biden and to Kamala Harris as if they were like good for America or or Black people. So I, I find I find some of it a little bit gross uh, coming from from people who you know. I don't know. So from from people that I thought had different political positions, and I think that the Democratic Party is a shit show as well. But hey, man, at least at least the kind of brutal approach of Trump is 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 gone for today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, man, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, I voted for him. Yes, and. Um, yeah, see, look, I did not bring Maurice on there, but I, I went through the both emotions. Uh, Maurice, you want to speak on it? I, come on, Rick, really, I, I've intro you perfectly. I was uh, like, what
4: um, is that voice? Yes, it's the disembodied voice of your, your brother, <laughs> Maurice. Um, yeah, uh, thank you all for having me again. Um, I'm just going to say this real quick and then I'm going to, I'm going to head out and then I'm going to come back. Um, since I was registered in California, I was um, I had no hesitation in not voting for Joe Biden just because of the fact that I know as a Black man in America, um, the Democratic Party has used me and my people for the past seven, eight decades um, since FDR to enact imperialism to enact oppression of our own, to enact um, widespread um, normalization of the pain and the suffering of our people to maintain the empire of the United States of America. So for me, um, and I think all of you, most of you all can speak to this, once you get outside of the core of the empire, you know, like a lot of us, you know, I'm talking to some people, you know, just chatting with them, social media, those who haven't lived outside of America or haven't really experienced life as a Black person outside of America. um, I think it's one of those rude awakenings that um, intrinsically as Black people, we know already, we know deep down just because of generational trauma that Americans don't care about you um, as far as they can use you. Uh, Once you've outlived your usability, then you are easily cast aside. Um, you can see it in in many places on the fringes of our empire. You know places like Guam, uh, Mariana Islands uh, in Oceania, um, Okinawa. Um, you could you can make an argument for Puerto Rico, uh, many other places that have served to maintain the, the the borders of our control over the globe and and the economies uh, therein, but. Um, you have many people that still, like you said, um, we rush to try to make good out of a shit sandwich. You know, Biden is, you know, I've been saying this since he entered the race last year, you know, it's like, he was the worst candidate out of that field, you know, and not to say that any of the people in the democratic side were really, really good. You know, they all had their shortcomings, but, out of out of all those you know the five or six front runners that were there it was like he had no business being there but he ended up coming out on top because of the fact that he had been an establishment candidate and a person that had actively participated in the oppression of 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 black people not just within the united states but worldwide Uh, and that's brown people too you know we're talking about the global south so for me you know i've been trying to um how do you say, it? I wanna be nice about it when I when I approach fellow Black uh, and, and, and brown folks and people in the global South about this because a lot of people are like, oh wow, I'm so relieved and this is great. It was like, but why? We going back to a new, a normal, which is what? You know, y'all weren't were y'all in the streets like protesting? Weren't y'all mad at, you know, people like Baltimore, Freddie Gray, Rough Rise. Weren't y'all mad, you know, when, when it came to Sandra Bland, weren't y'all mad? That happened under Obama and Biden, you know? Weren't y'all mad with Trayvon Martin, you know? Mike, you know, Mike over there in, in Ferguson, Mike Brown, weren't y'all? I mean, is that normal for y'all? Is that normalized when we say, okay, just because we have somebody that's not gonna be rude and brusque and, and, and being an asshole in public, does that mean we go back to just getting killed quietly and being polite to people that want us to just shut up and take the suffering? You know, so for me, it's when I when I found out when I saw the news that Biden won, it was just like, huh, OK, what are we going to do next? That's that's the thing that I i am most concerned about, because now those calls that uh, you hear from people on all sides like, oh, well, we or, you know, even from the left where they say, oh, we can hold this guy accountable. You know, we can push him left. You know, yeah, that's true. More so than a GOP candidate. But. How are we going to do that? How are we going to implement that and, and minimize the harm to us? All right. So that's that's what I'm looking for. You know, I've been I've been hashing it out, I've been going at it with, you know, some of my dearest and closest friends over the past couple of decades. You know, there's a lot of these people um that I went to school with, um, that I grew up with, you know, they said straight up, you know, we're pragmatic, you know, as black voters. Where yeah, we probably know in the back of our head we can't get somebody like a Howie Hawkins elected or a socialist candidate elected, you know, or even Bernie, Bernie Sanders. We gotta get somebody like a Biden in to, to placate white supremacy because we know um, to, to, to run full on heads, uh, you know, um, head on, like full speed ahead against, you know, the machinations of white supremacy in our country and, and worldwide is to wish certain death or quick death upon a lot of people that look like us. So we have to strategize. We have to get to the ground. Like Walt Rodney says, you, you know, you got you to build a community with those that are like-minded and, and make a strategy to minimize the, the risk um, and the harm to those who are pushing for, you know, a better a better society. So um that's what I'm I'm really looking forward to. Um, but it's a sense of dre it's it, you know, like like Meg said, it's kinda of bittersweet because, you know, I, I mean, I know that um, you know, i don't like to name names, but like people like a Van Jones, right? I thought that he was a socialist. <laughs> but
1: um <laughs> but you know, uh Van Jones you know, is trash. Said, yeah, I like, mean, but, let's, let's get Mega Mega you wanna uh Meg got his hand up for- Yeah. Which okay, uh... yeah. oh, I mean, I was just, I was just going to build off of
0: what what Maurice was saying. Um, you know, in the chat, I put that Biden and Harris have likely done more damage to the Black community than Trump did during his his um, you know his his presidential um, being being the, being the president of the United States. And um, it, it's interesting to me how quickly uh, people who are fighting for Black rights. They tend to frame it as if our, our main enemy is, is white supremacy as it pertains to being killed by the police or being impeded by our upwards mo, uh, upward mobility in, in reaching these places where uh, white people appear to have uh, you know, the most power, it, your CEO positions, your professional managerial class positions. But, but one of the great things that I think that the Democratic Party does that, that is also um, a, a central component of the Republican Party is it obscures economic issues uh, to make it seem as though these are not pertinent to actually raising the quality of life for black people, poor black, brown, and even white people. And so it, it's kind of nuts to me how, with this in mind, we look—we're—we're—we're—we're we're, we're, we're looking at Joe Biden, who has a history as a segregationist, um, the Crime Bill of the '90s. We look at Kamala Harris, who, uh, within the last decade, is responsible for keeping prisoners in jail longer. She's decimating Black communities with her with her her um, prosecution. And and we look at them and and the signaling is all, don't worry, we have your best interests in mind because um, we're paying attention to um, the identitarian politics, just like the corporations are doing. We're signaling that we're on your side, we've got your back, but historically they've never really done that whatsoever. And so what's gross to me is that people get so tied up in that immediately. And you have these people like van jones like so many people in 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 the media and social media who are so tied to the idea of the identity that they forget about economic policies if you look if you look at joe biden's page his economic policies are a disaster for a lot of communities if you look like in california um, one of the acts that that, that didn't pass is, is like the um, Uber and Lyft don't have to consider their employees, uh, their workers' employees. And these are the type of things that are most drastically fucking up the entire lower class of America and making things hard for us. The amount of people who are killed by police is fucking brutal and disastrous. But man, a lot of those things like poverty exacerbate these places where crime is most prevalent and people are most getting killed. And man, I, I hate to I hate to try to especially when I'm around y'all because you guys know that my politics are are mostly marxist and I like to recenter for class a lot. This doesn't mean that I disregard race and identity, but sometimes man it's like the 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 main difference to me these days between people that signal that they're left and actual leftist policies is that the the the, the main difference has got to be that when when you're an actual leftist your fight is against the policies caused by capitalism. If you're signaling left, your, your fight is against the policies that, you, that are within capitalism. So you're fighting these things within capitalism. And if you're actually left, you're fighting capitalism because you figure these are the root of the problems. And I see so many people signaling woke, revolutionary, militant politics, but they just simply lack any material understanding of how to even imagine a governing body or a world in which these things aren't the ones that are fucking us up. It's fucking nuts to me. It, it, it's fucking nuts to me that, that the left, uh, the American left, the, the Democratic Party has obscured this so well to, to people who would otherwise be socialists, actual socialists or actual communists. It, it's, it's nuts because it, it shows me that people aren't reading theory they're not reading theory at all. They're looking for the answers to individual answers. They they they've wonderfully restructured it so the racism problems are put upon us in the same way that the environmental problems are put upon us instead of the larger structures that are most contributing to those issues. So, I mean, yeah, I think I think racism that's a good... is
1: dope and all, but shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, racism, racism is man. Dope
0: and all, but shit.
1: So Kristen, because um, I think that's a good segue into what's happening in Congress um, and with AOC, but Kristen, let's get your, your thoughts on the ex- so executive branch and then we'll move to the legislative branch and the Congress.
3: I mean, boy, can I even show up mega at this point?
1: No, but what do, what do, what do you think? I mean, you know, we all we got a different, we arrange. We arrange, Kristen, we arrange.
3: That is true, but um, no, I mean, I really like what he said. As far as I guess my whole thoughts and feelings on the election, like, I guess I was just happy to see Trump out of office because he's just dumb. Like he's not a good business person and he's not a good politician. So I don't even know why people even voted for him. I was just like, I think more people were happy to see him go than for Biden to win. And that's literally why so many people came out and voted so. In that regard, I'm just happy that we're rid of him or for the time being, I guess uh, technically we're going to get rid of him come January, but this dude has lawsuits like being uh, brought into process, even though they're completely baseless, getting all these affidavits, affidavits, what's that legal term? Bernie, can you help me? Affidavits? Affidavits? (sighs) Affidavits? Yes. Sorry, I'm drinking a little bit to ease my nerves. Um, (laughs)
1: That's what I do. it for the 21 and up crowd. We love it.
3: You know, drink responsibly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like just things like that that are just baseless. And I'm just like, I mean, bro, if you're going to like bring up all these lawsuits, at least have some like hard facts or like cold, hard evidence. But that's like a whole other topic. Um, It's funny because the Black people in Georgia, really showed out this year Mm. like Mm. um Stacey Abrams was like the forefront of just like mobilizing like the whole black community into voting and I just think that shows that when we want to we really can mobilize like the youth and like our entire group out there it's just that I feel like we need to educate our general population on how government works okay Because I also feel like a lot of the younger generation, especially, they don't understand how local politics plays into you know, the bigger politics as a whole. Like, of course, like, you're going to vote for the president and you know, the executive branch is an important part of our entire government system, but it all starts at the local base. Like, you need to be thinking about like, what senators policies you like, um, what this governor does, and what he or she is going to do for the community like these are the things that we need to educate the youth upon that way they can become more active in politics and they actually know what they're doing so
1: right um, else? yeah i mean i think you know and we can talk about that more uh in terms of it kind of connects to both of what Mega said and what kristen said as far as identity politics and how trump is just the worst so Democrats were able to capitalize and say that we're less worse, <laughs> but they're still working within the frame of capitalism. They're not really moving left. Right. They're saying they're mm-hmm. they're more progressive. Um, even um, Biden yesterday on meet the press Biden's um, campaign manager was talking about, we have the most progressive, you know, platform ever. Right. And that's not saying much. It's just mm-hmm. saying that we've moved a little bit because yeah you know, before everything, you know, Obama was a centrist, you know, you look at Bush, you look at Mm. Trump and populism or Trumpism. Um, and so even to move just increments left, right. And put a face on it, right. And put this face of black women on it. Um, we have to see, right. And I think like what, uh, Mitt Romney said was people voted for Biden, but when you look down ballot, they voted conservative. And so, I'm wondering what you guys think about what's happening Mm -hmm. down ballot. So, you know, Megan talked about Uber and what's happening in California. So I voted for all these things in California, more of a progressive agenda, and Mm -hmm. and a lot of the progressive things failed, right? Um, And if you look at, for example, the squad and those people who were for Medicare, they won, but the people who were anti-Medicare, they lost. Right. And so, in some of those places that are a little more conservative, still, those Democratic candidates are losing. Yeah. So, I'm wondering what you guys think because the majority in the House is less. Uh, And you have that runoff in Georgia, which again, Georgia is very important. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, this idea that, you know, that coalition that includes Stacey Abrams and there's a couple other names that people have posted on Twitter um, is still very important because without a majority in the Senate, you know, with the smaller majority in the house, you got a majority in the Senate, you got people like Susan Collins, who they're thinking maybe she will go with the Democrats. Uh, You're looking basically at the last two years of Obama's administration, again, kind of a lame duck, extended lame duck session. Um, So what do you guys think about that? Uh, Mega? you got your hand up. I'll I'll be talking a lot. So
0: um, I'm always gonna have my hand up. (laughs) But if somebody else would like to go first, Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I, I was, I was, ta- was pointing out in the group uh about um convincing people that politics can change their lives right and and demystifying certain things about the two-party system and these broken epistemologies so i think that the kind of neoliberal agenda and as you guys know, when i say neoliberal agenda i mean on a wider political spectrum i mean the very centrist type of capitalist politics that occur in the United States between the Republican party and the Democratic party. I think that we're seeing under late stage capitalism that it's coming close to exhausting its ability to satisfy enough people to to sustain its legitimacy. So we often look at it as though like these main points are going to be the primary things that each party is focusing on but more since after Trump, I think we're seeing um, the ways that the two political parties are kind of reworking themselves. And uh, one of, like we, uh, I mentioned in the chat that Trump's turnout from all ethnic groups of people was more for him this time. And we like to think that, oh, Black people historically vote for Uh, the Democratic Party. Latinos should vote there because these are the people who are signaling racial equality and and anti, uh, you know, white supremacy. But I think we're noticing that people, at the end of the day, are also really voting on their material interests. And so, a a larger group of people are going to be for the healthcare, a larger, and and Trump ran on kind of a populist position where he was going to keep people's jobs and and black people voted for him for, for a variety of reasons. And, and black people are concerned about police in their neighborhoods. They want police in their neighborhoods, especially if there's lots of crime. And so I, I really, I really think that, that we, we should focus on, on, on more than what the two parties are always signaling at. Because there's, there's a whole plethora of different material things that, that are important, like the down-ballot voting. Um, and, and, and I think we're going to see more and more uh, of, of people realizing that this shit is all bad for poor people. And if we could demystify and get people to stop thinking about the things that divide us, then we could probably unify and get things like universal health care. I, I saw a map. Uh, uh, you know, they they show the political map, which is you know the contrast is blue and red, blue and red, but the mixture uh, of it is much more purple. And I saw another political map that was showing the number of people that would would um, be for Medicare for all and some of these policies that 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 help the poorest groups and man there's an overwhelming majority for a lot of these things it's just that neither party really want to accomplish those things for us um even even, i'll I'll stop there because i I don't want to go off too too much longer but yeah man i mean yo it it, it 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 looks fucking crazy when we think about just the, the main things that we're focusing on being the dividing lines, where like the majority of the population is all suffering from the same effects of late stage capitalism and from mismanaging of COVID. And and if we could unify on those things, man, I think that it would be really dope. And I think that a lot of black, brown, and 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 other, you know, Asian groups of people was looking at at Joe Biden and Kamala Harrison, just not really convinced. And I think that they they kind of think that. Maybe maybe Trump is on to something when he's talking shit about these people. So I, I,
1: I don't know what to call it. What do you guys think about black votes for Trump? Hmm. Chris, well, hold on, Kristen says she has something to say. And then yeah, I got I got an opinion on that. <laughs> I know Bernie Duke.
3: It was just very brief because I like what you said about like how if we could actually unite together instead of just being divided on race, because like race is just like a really huge problem here. Like if you've noticed, like it's always like somebody's blaming Latinos for taking all the jobs when like, of course it's all of these big corporations like shipping your jobs overseas for a much cheaper price. And it's always like the black people that are on welfare that are taking all the welfare. And I'm just like, but actually most of the welfare goes to like white women in like Midwestern states. So it's just all this misinformation that is going to you know, each side. And it's ridiculous because it's like, if we understood that we're all suffering in the same way, like we literally could just pull up and be a powerhouse, but like nobody is doing that. So I just wanted to
2: agree with Meg on that, that's all.
1: Bernie, you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I agree, um, especially as somebody who thinks a lot about race and the way that race allows other people to ignore the, the actual issue or the, the, the true essence of the issue. Um, and I think there's a lot of points that was going in my head as, you know, both of y'all were talking. Um, and the first thing that comes to my head, especially with like down ballot and like thinking about how like people only think about the president there is a lot that's happening a lot of people like you said are like miseducated and it's not just the young younger generations it's also the older generations right and i think it, you know and i think part of that is one media like social media or actual media the way that they you know like i don't know if y'all notice but i noticed that when it comes to the presidential elections you see every single news site talking about it everybody's talking about it it's in your face but when it comes to mid-elections Nobody talk about that. Nobody knows who their local elects are, right? And like, nobody knows who is going, um, re- trying to be reelected to be on the judge, um, like the, the the Supreme Court in the States. Like, nobody really talks about these kind of things because people don't know, people don't recognize it. I remember when I first voted, it was sadly for Hillary versus Trump. But <laughs> in 2016, the only thing you really heard was, Trump and Hillary, you didn't hear anything else. I know, when I looked at the ballot, I was like, I don't know who y'all names are, but if y'all Democrat, I'm just gonna vote for you. I don't really know anybody else. And I know that's definitely on me as somebody who is participating within the political arena, but not as like actually running, but like participating in terms of voting. But I didn't really understand who else is running and what they're doing. And that's on me, right? Like that's on me as somebody who's going to vote. But at the same time, though, you don't really get a lot of this access to information. I remember I was in a class um, a few weeks ago and we were talking about the same thing um, and how like there are certain states that make it easy for uh, members in the state to learn about the elections. Like it's all on one website other states are not like that. So like, I remember um, in the, in Maurice was saying like voter suppression, I think that's also plays a key role in that when people don't know what's going on, they're not going to vote. But I also agree with Mega that like, we need to convince people that voting is essential. Like I have, I, I so y'all know I'm in like, you know the dating arena, cause you know, I'm young or whatever. And a lot of guys, you know, you try to find me a mate and <laughs> And it's so interesting how a lot of, particularly, because, you know, I'm a Black woman, so a lot of the Black people are coming to me more than white people, but a lot of the Black men that were trying to gravitate towards my attention, they made it a point to say that they're not political, as if being non-political is attractive. Being non-political makes you woke. I remember, I, don't, I know Kristen, you see it a lot, especially in the younger generation when they're like, yo, like all y'all are just getting screwed up by these political conversations, you know, like just don't look at it. Like, don't worry, like it, it's, all, it's all fake. And it's like, okay, it's fake, but what you doing about it? What are you going to do? How are you as an individual going to mobilize in your community in order to do something to rectify the issues that's within this party? You telling me, hey girl, like you cute, I'm not political, Is not attractive. It's not appealing, doesn't make you woke.
1: <laughs> I'm trying not, to keep I, a straight
2: I, face. I'm trying. It just so, it bothers me because this is something I see in my generation or people in my age range and it's and they, they wear it like a flag. Like they're just like, yeah, I ain't, I'm not political. Like I ain't political. And it's like, okay, but then that means you allowing the system to be a problem. You're not doing anything about it. Wow! I just wanted to put that out there. It bo- it was been bothering me because I'm on like three different dating sites, and they all all of them. That's the like, tagline,
1: hey, not political. Literally, I'm just. Uh. <laughs> I'm not taking it to the man. The man's taking it to me, and that's okay. Yeah. So the before uh, Megan, before that you in So the one thing and um, talking about, I think this is a problem. So. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is when we look down ballot, right? We talk about education. And so, and i, I just go back to ALC because I was watching her interview and she was saying how the Democratic Party, which I personally believe is intentional, is campaigning like it's 2005. And so actually not wanting to, everyone to be educated only on certain, mm. you know, up into a certain point so they can control them. Right. And so this is something that the Republican Party is actually dead on 100 percent about And the fact, like not necessarily the information that they're giving out, I don't agree with. But I agree with the fact that they're saying you need to be educated, you need to be a free thinker. You need to do these things. Now, what they're giving people, I don't agree with. But they're actually now moving people off of these places like Twitter and stuff. Now they're moving them to parlor and Mew. They're, they're actually creating their own schools of thought, own places to mm. s- disseminate information because there's so much misinformation on these sites, which they are part of. Um, but I do think the Democratic Party is not in the business of educating people who support them. They want you to vote, they want you to side with them, but they don't really want you to talk about everything else. And that's right. why primarily they're losing down ballots. Mm-hmm. and trying to blame the progressives right now they're like trying to blame the left we lost because of the left no you lost because you don't want to win mm-hmm. Um, to a certain degree because you're not moving to 2020 you know everything is online when I mean, you look mm-hmm. at Trump like they've had to create rules around this because he's been able to use the bully pulpit like nobody else you know and his right. you know couple with his celebrity Uh, so I think that and this is, the, this is a criticism, I think, of the left, is that the left has not found a way to fashion the message. And because it's a bitter, maybe because it's a bitter pill, they haven't found a way to package the message for the masses. Mm-hmm. Right? In a way that the masses is like, yo, being non-political is not the cool thing. Being left is the cool thing. You know what I'm saying? Like being, a, you know, in a way that maybe W.E.B. Dubois and those, uh, Paul Robeson were able to galvanize black people because there were way more communists in those in that era. Even and that was during the Red Scare. So, mm-hmm. which if I don't know, they were really kind of hunting people and accused it's like a witch hunt for communists. Uh, and lots of black people um, were in that movement and um, received that. But Megan, yeah, before we get to Supreme Court, let's what you what you want to add to that. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, um, uh i I was just gonna say it's like uh, uh, American politics and the media is just pure spectacle at this point in the Debordian sense um and, and if you guys haven't read society of the spectacle guy debord the situationist definitely definitely look into that because it, it really clarifies a lot of things in the way that media is presented to us but I think I think nowadays like you have, people that vote for things that are just incoherent to their actual ideology. It's because when you have a political system that doesn't actually solve societal problems, politics becomes a vehicle in which people can just express cultural grievances and moral values. It becomes a society of the spectacle. Um, it, it becomes it becomes like a, a sports type of team where you throw logic out the window, you throw actual political ideology out the window and you're just there to do tit for tat scoring of points and getting over on the next team. And I think that like what Bernie's talking about, what people who are saying that they're not political, there's not very much difference between those people and the people who are super political to the point that they are so disillusioned with the system that they are conspiracy theorists. There's Mm. not much different other than the effort put in. Some of them are so cynical. It's like, yo, this is all bullshit. I'm not rocking with this. I don't see the same uh, racial violence. I don't see the same impediments in my life as you. I'm working rent to rent. I I don't have to think about that because I'm busy working you got that segment. And then on the other side of it, you got people who are so deeply entrenched with the bullshit. They see all the bullshit, they're keeping track of the bullshit and it just makes them feel as though all of it is fake. And it's kind of why conspiracy theory always formulates on the right, because the right is, and it's not a a conspiracy series, never come from the left, meaning the communist socialist spectrum, because the right is invested in the idea of capitalism Working correctly, if you can root out all the swamp and all the the, the problems within capitalism, and and that's not too far fetched from people who are capitalists that think that if we can just get rid of lobbyists, if we can get rid of the money, if we can get rid of you know uh, all these exploitative things, and capitalism and the American dream will run perfectly smooth. You know, libertarians get on that shit too, but. Man, I, we're we're getting we're getting to the point where the illusion is so broken that it's going to be extremely polarized, like it is now, between uh, Bernie's dating pool of people who don't give a shit and the super hot QA QAnon red pilled maniacs who are protesting right now. So we have to convince people that politics can change their lives, not not Western two-party system politics. We have to convince them to study, learn the difference between the two ideologies, structure it so they understand what the fight is against, and form coalitions, build cadre with people who are like-minded, and stop segmenting and breaking things apart to the point that there's no unification. And this is kind of my main issue with the identitarian approach because it's so easily co-opted. It's so easily seg- segmented. We have to find ways to forge an identity of the poorest people who are being fucked the most and fight together to overthrow these systems that oppress us more. So peace to dawn. you know what I mean? My headache is there. I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all though, uh, uh,
1: so, sorry. So um, I guess my, my question would be is, I'm mm. gonna thread this back to black women because black women has have made a significant push. Yeah, black women. I'm talking, I'm talking to y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I had this shout out to my cousin Sicily, you know, she is kind of boys and girls. What not boys, what do you call that? Boys and girls, you know, the cotillions and all that. That kind of, you know, she like went Jeff to H you, yeah, and very bright, amazing. Uh, but she was dead on. Like we have to vote Kamala and Joe Biden, right? And there are there is that group of people um, that feels like this is the moment for Black women to catapult them to the next thing. So my question would be, mm-hmm. is this part, this left movement, part of the Black woman's agenda? And is there a Black woman's political agenda? Because the stage is set, right? Like, that's all the people are talking about. Thank black women, which is true. You know, you know, black women pushed us over and saved us again. Um, I expect lots of black women to be in the cabinet. Um, When I look at the COVID task force now, there are two, I believe, black women there, as well as a couple of other POC women and men. So, but in Down Valley, you see a lot of black women. So for I'm going to ask Bernie and Kristen, then we can, you know also get into this what do we feel is the black women's agenda and is it left is it middle is it right where where is it deep
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm thinking because my initial reaction is that um it leads left in terms of progressive in terms of kind of similar to what mega was talking about in terms of looking at those who are marginalized the most, which tend to be, you know, low income, poor individuals, but then also in terms of identitarian, those who have intersecting identities that are marginalized in their communities, like, from how I've seen it, Black women, because of our positionality in society, we understand what it's like to be marginalized, in multiple facets. And because of that, we tend to help those who are also marginalized even more than us. Like, for example, I'm able-bodied, but because of my positionality as a Black woman, I'm able to understand the issues that, um, you know, disabled individuals may go through, not in the terms of being disabled myself, but in terms of being oppressed in a system. And so because of that, I see it as more of, because of our positionality, we, can speak for more than one individual or types of individual. But I also want to be clear that it depends on the black person that you're talking about. Because you could say, you could say like Camille Harris is like for black women, but is she really, as Megan was pointing out, that's the same thing with Candace Owens. You know, she's a black woman, but she is nowhere near fighting for people like me. No, I don't know what she's talking about, but it ain't for me. <laughs> Right. So that's kind of how I see i in terms of like the larger group category as a black woman, our positionality allows us to do that same, you know, the forging the coalition building that mega is talking about like we can cross to other communities, because of our positionality. I'm gonna stop there. I will let Kristen go but that's the first thing that came to my head.
3: Actually, that's a really good question because to be honest, that wasn't really a prominent thought in my mind until you asked that question. Um, but I guess it would be similar to what Bernie was saying. What I feel like is nowadays, like the black woman demographic is so varied. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to pinpoint if like, as a whole, this is where we're going, because like, there are a lot of people there are a lot of black people in, um, I mean, not black people, there are a lot of black women in HERSA, for example, um, that is the Department of Health and Human Services. And that's like, you know, a health department. Basically, there are a lot of black women because well, first of all, I've been to their office like 10 times and I can see it. And they also did like <laughs> polling and basically they comprise of about 46% of the entire department. And it's funny because like you meet a lot of women who are like deputies and chiefs within branches in that department. And there are a lot who do want to, you know, provide good healthcare options for, you know, low income communities, black communities, of course, but they also want to, like Bernie said, they want to care about, I guess, um, intersectionality as well. So they care about, you know, other disproportioned, I mean, not other disproportion, other, <laughs> other other disadvantaged, other disadvantaged populations as well. But then you have people who are so much into the politics that they only care about their agenda. So they don't really care much about a certain group. They care about what they want. So it pretty much depends on who you're speaking to.
2: So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It really does depend on the individual because, because um, like what I'm noticing now, um, and I know Paul, you want to move on, but like what I'm noticing now, kind of in line with the critique that Mega has, with people are so focused on the identitarian um, values that they're like, oh, as long as we put a black person in this space then it's fine, right? Like we have diversity or we're getting all the thoughts um, from disadvantaged communities, but it's very important of like who it is that we're talking to. Um, Cause like, I, not at my college, but I know some colleges try to have like, you know, a diversity expert, for example, which tends to be a black person, but that black person could do more harm to the community and then actually support the community and do things to the community that is positive, as Kristen was mentioning. So I do agree that it depends on who it is that you're talking to specifically as that individual and what they actually know and understand and what their what their agenda is and what they're going to do. But overall, the idea is that Black women, because of their positionality, is much better suited to do it than other people. But like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Can we actually, though, get away from identity politics? So I'm, I'm just going to go back here So, because I've been watching slavery and the making of America, right? And so when you think about voting, voting was mm-hmm. strictly identity, right? Voting, when you think about three-fifths compromise, that was mm-hmm. definitely a, a policy based on identity. And if you don't know voting, before you had to own land, you had to be male and white, right? And so, yeah, and class. So right. the um, and even when you go back to John Locke life liberty pursuit of property. So when we criticize black people or asian people or poc people for being identitarian polit, like well, I don't say pol- politicians or pol- proponents of identitarian politics is is that without recognizing that most white people are playing identity politics from birth. Or they're benefiting from identity politics. Mega, go for it. Uh, That's what I was going to bring it. Get it, it, brother. I
0: think there. I I like to to clarify this because sometimes when people hear me talk and recenter things um, to a a different umbrella than uh, essentialism and identitarian politics, they think that I disregard these things. While, which it's strange to me because. Uh, anybody that knows me knows how extremely pro-black I am. I was a 5%er, Nation of the Gods and the Earth. And and that is a central component of my personal ideology. And I, I believe racism and white supremacy is something that we need to to fight head on. And also for the rights of all other identities, you know, uh, w- white folks in positions, that, that their identity leaves them fucked up. And, and you know, the uh, LGBTQIA, all of it, right? But here, here's the difference when it comes to discussing the material conditions of politics when recentering them only to identitarian politics. Uh, a lot of times, when we only focus on the identity, we lose track of exactly what it is we're fighting because identity is so nebulous. You know, the reason that, the reason that 50 Cent and Little Wayne are voting the way that they are is not because they have been confused by white supremacy. It's because they reach a certain segment of class where their primary focus is the material conditions in which they live. And they want to maintain that and they'll claw at anything they can to get that, which means voting against the interests of other people that look like them. Because their identity is not forged by by where they're at in in 2020, it, it it's not forged by where they were at in in, in 1993. They, there's a central change there to to who they are. So when we when we talk about when we talk about identity, we have to look at those material conditions, and we have to look past some of the things that only race-based analysis will show us. If uh, a lot of times like a
4: Stacey Abrams is a superwoman that's going to save America and. It, you know, uh, black women in general are going to be the, the pack mules of, you know, the reformation of the, the American experiment. I think the zombie kind of represents that too, you know, because um, if you look at the practices of um, um, people who used the spiritual world as a site of resistance. Um, it's like obeah or like capoeira, um, N'Golo, any of these types of things where you say, okay, okay, for example, like with capoeira, or like N'Golo, um most people, you know, and I've been in some rotas, like, and you know, my back is messed up, but, you know, I still, you know, st- still like to see people move in that way because it's tied to the continent. Um, most people that consume it are not black I and mean, they don't have an, a concept of why capoeira developed as an art form as a martial art form in Brazil from, you know, some people say it's from Angola. Some people say it's from other places in Africa, but, um, there's no dispute that a lot of the stuff came from Africa, hiding resistance under the cover of dance and music, um, hiding it, uh, hiding the spiritual aspects of these, these types of resistance, um, um, in a, a form that can be consumed easily by the masses. Um, I think that's a, that's a, it's a common thing. You see it all the time, you know, like resistance music, you know, you package something one way, people take it another way, and then you, you get a commodification of something like, you know, hip hop, you know, um, where it's the voice of the streets, it's the voice of the oppressed, but then you have somebody that can come in, they can waltz in, and they they prepackage it into something that can be eaten up and even used against you, you know? Uh, somebody had mentioned on my Twitter feed, you know, so I, we talk about this all the time, like I'm from Georgia, so, you know, I hung out with white folks, like when I was um, in university and high school whatever, and it's like, yeah, you know, you saw like, uh, like country music, man, like, you have all these white singers that, you know, they obviously listen to black music or the producers do, and they're producing black music, but it's with a white voice. Um, so you have these, uh, these, this phenomenon of like, you know, like an Elvis where, you know, most people don't get like he is doing black music, but uh, we have to package it in the same way. Same with vampires, you know, like a the, the dispute is with the black vampires that it, it, it is one of the first vampire stories, but you don't think of, yeah, like Mega just said, like, you don't think of like black um People, when you think of vampire, you think of like Dracula, like some old white dude, like you know, afraid of his own reflection or something like that, or like you know, um, you know Mary Shelley, you know. But it's like, um, yeah, like it makes sense if you really think about it. Like um, a black person straddling the spiritual world and the you know the the living world, the, the physical world, and and not really fitting in. Uh, One place or the other, um, it's something that yeah, I um, I see in sci-fi, I see it in pop culture all the time. You know, you know, you all touched on it before. I was listening in. I was on my way over to my office, um, like with identity politics uh, for Black folks. um, I think, uh, and, and Bernie had touched on this too with the dating sites too. Like, you know, younger generation. I think you see this cycle where people try to get away from black identity as a political statement. And I think that's one of the major victories of the miseducation system here, uh, well, worldwide really, but especially in the West where you have people that forget that they even state that they're black or to, to say you know that they identify with the African continent is a political statement. It is It is a it is a threat to the status quo. Most people like you know, especially in the setting of the Black Vampire. You know, if you if you get deemed a mulatto or quadroon or octoroon, um, you see in um, in the Latin American world too. Uh, with um, I always mispronounce it like, but they say miscegenation in English. But um, Mister Jaja. Um, um, and mestiza uh, i forget how to pronounce. I can't pronounce in Spanish. But like there, it's an—and you see it. You see it in in, in America too. You know, with um, those groups like the Jack and Jill or the you know Boule, or you have people that are actively going out their way to lighten themselves um, to create their own their own corner of society that's not black or white, um, and it's a. Uh, It's a it's a fascinating thing because um, yeah the black vampire he's a mulatto right he's like straddling um, both you know black and white worlds but especially like in along that Mississippi Delta you have um, you know there's plenty of historical records about the Creoles um, the people that are deemed not particularly black and not particularly white. If you go down to the island of Santo Domingo as well, you know, um, somebody was making a joke uh the other day like in one of my private group chats, like about like uh, you know, uh, um, you know, um Toussaint Louverture, um, Breda, you know, um, and then Jean-Jacques Dessalines, like, you know, the the differences between the two. Like you had a lot of people that were part of the initial revolutionary group in the in the Haitian revolution that were um Mulatto or you know Creole or whatever they weren't black black um, and those were the people that um, Desaline had to contend with later on he actually got killed by those people um, and then you you see that lineage all the way down um, to the to the Duvaliers you know um, to Papa Doc Baby Doc then you know you go to the coup uh, um, you know there was three coup well yeah you could say there's three uh, but like by the Americans, you know, you had one in the early 20th century and then you had later on with Aristide to get him up out of there because they're all moving towards a communalist, uh, a socialist movement where everybody's getting included. But some of those people, um, you know, like I was telling some people privately, like uh, when Megan had mentioned it kind of touched on it, it, was like, yo, like just because you're Black doesn't mean you get to go on this train, you know? Not everybody get to go, you know? Just because you're Black doesn't mean that you're actually you know, your, your interests align with mine. And then you add class into that, you know, again, like, um, when we talk about the the democratic party platform, um, or the Republican party platform or any platform that, you know, once you get to a certain income range or wealth range, um, yeah, yeah. the, The information is gonna, it's gonna trickle down to a, to a very small rate because of the fact, um, you have people that their livelihoods or their way of life de- depends on your oppression, black or white. So um, if we if we open it all up, then that means I don't have that that, that that privilege of being on top of things, you know, that top 1% or top 10% even, you know, and then um, for me, again, you know, dealing with some of the people, you know, that I've grown up with, you know, some of them are in completely different income brackets and wealth brackets than me and have always been and it shows now you know like with the death of um Ruth Bader Ginsburg you know the reactions of you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying is like oh like this gnashing of teeth and, and long so, singing songs and holding flowers and vigils and all that it's like yeah it sucks that she died but like you like what did she do for you again? Like she, she did something, but like materially speaking, like if it were, if it wasn't her, like something else, somebody else could have done that. Um, in, in maintenance of the, the, the empire though, like she played, she was a cog in that, that machine. And you have people that were glossing over the, 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 nasty parts, the, the, the not so savory parts, you know, the people that are in, in offices now, um, uh, we, we we have to swallow the good with the bad. so you know again like some people will attack you know you, you, you mentioned before like the uh, uh, if, if there's a black woman in politics or if there's like any type of platform or um, yeah, I think obviously black women as a as a as an electorate collectively, one of the most pragmatic, most sophisticated groups out there because they know they have to manage all these things you know whether it's misogyny and misogynoir or if it's class struggle or if it's um, just straight up racism um, you had people that knew um, down in south carolina for example even in my hometown you know like i was saying like it, it doesn't just go to states Abrams. this is a this is a, a regional uh, uh, a countrywide thing where you have people that were already on the ground trying to do the things that stacy abrams was Get, is getting the credit a large amount of credit for it now it's like moving and shaking getting people that are generationally they are conservative but they realize that the, the the specter of voter suppression of identity politics being used against them is um is not is not a trivial thing it's a real thing that is you know it gets done over and over again so um yeah like um black vampire i think for many people, um, if you get to read it and like I, and the little I've read of it's like, yeah, like it It kind of reinforces the fact that, you know, history is, <laughs> you know, like my younger students always agree. My, my boys always disagree. It's like, yo man, the reason why I'm a historian the reason why I like history is because the history is here with you, man. Like You don't know it until you start reading. Like you got a lot of people that are afraid to read because of shit But like, force you to confront the fact that maybe a lot of the things that you thought you had free will in or that you had a free choice in isn't really that free at all. And you have to be able to unpack that and really make sense of it to make your own, you know, rational decisions on how you wanna live your life and how you wanna treat others.
1: Muted, muted. No, yeah, I, I thought I was gonna get to talk about Blade and shit. But thank you for dropping that knowledge, Maurice. I mean, he went, yeah, I love it, Maurice. Maurice be having the jewels, man. He come in and out like a robbery. You know what I'm saying? He be having and the jewels.
4: And then with that, I'm like out again.
1: So, uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love this. dude. he be coming from the? I'm um, from the Fifth Flow. Hmm. Y'all know that reference to Martin. I love Martin. Bro, man. No, but I think it's cool. Um, we should talk about Blade. Uh, maybe next time we can talk about Blade. because okay, They're about to reboot Blade. Only Why? Blade is tax evasion. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he talking about Wesley, the perfect Negro. <laughs> I mean, that's what you call him. Yo, that's straight up
4: though. How how they did Wesley though? How they did Wesley though? Is exactly what I'm talking about. Like a lot of people, they get fucking twisted up. And they think, oh, like I'm in a certain Tax bracket now. I don't have to abide by the same rules, I and mean, then they got his ass, man. It's, it's ooh, he didn't have
1: enough money. I mean, he was <laughs> that's all. he, he could have like just the most popular black man on the planet for a minute. Could have just moved to Japan. Right. <laughs> um, I'll tell you about that later, Bernie. Uh, yeah. So the um, next one, actually. So, but I I do think that's important. We should talk mm-hmm. about taxes. That's a great topic. We we need to yeah. come at that. And then um, yeah, man, Wesley Snipes, they did him dirty. But um check him out. I know that's a that's a generational thing. Um we, we should do an old Wesley Snipes. I'm gonna write that. That, that might be on Moto Nice. Wesley Snipes, the perfect Negro. Um <laughs> anyway, uh so there speaking of social media, we've been talking slightly. There is a site that if you know. I would, I would say this is on the list of being black, right? And it's also a generational thing, but we took someone in our crew who is, is—do you call yourself a millennial, but you actually Zoom, you, as your generation Zoom, no?
2: I'm a millennial. I I claim that.
1: Claiming I do if I'm not even her. in
2: it, I'm a millennial. Her
1: uh-huh. birthday. her birthday. <laughs> She's a, So um, raise your hand if you all got a profile on Black Planet. Everybody, anybody? Or had a profile on Black Planet. Right. Had. (laughs) had. Never. Oh, yeah, I had. Had, had, had. had had. had Like 2002. All right, so yeah, so Bernie didn't know what Black Planet was, so we are educating Bernie, so we asked her to go and visit the site and give us some thoughts on Black Planet. And I think it's it's actually when we think about messaging and getting messages across, Mm because for whatever reason there are still a gang of people on black planet um and it's like if we want to i hate using the term hotep because it has a whole different meaning there's like a woke movement a fake woke movement over there it's deep they yeah it's serious so bernie how's black planet yo i'm confused with this site um
2: so So when I first went on it, right, I thought it was a dating site or it looked like a dating site. I don't know. It was so confusing. Um then I was like scoping around and I was seeing like the different features of it. Um the chat, there's like should I share my screen so y'all could see? Oh, can you? Let me see. You have to give us access. How
0: do I do that? I I was just I was just looking at the site just now for the first time in 15 (laughs) years mad different than it was when i was on there really i mean i think i was using aol uh online america online when i was using that
1: <laughs> that was a long time ago um how can you text me how do i go to my settings all right yeah you go see. to
2: your settings on um your zoom settings and it allow us to allow your participants to share this is screen. the settings here where we at?
1: participants
2: then <laughs> I just see people, female. I mean, woman, not female. Sorry, that's derogatory. I just see women. I don't know any of these people. I'm. Co- this is why I thought it was a dating site, because I was like...
3: Yo, Meg having a field day right now. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, I, I don't get to see all these queens out here like that. Let me just calm down. bro. you look like you're about to drool. <laughs> One fifty-three. Yeah, there's some likes on here, though. I appreciate the finer things in
1: life. Why she got the books Why right, the you books right, right there? Down. Why she got the books right there? Is she pregnant? Ooh. Oh, no. That's her knee.
0: That's her knee.
3: Oh, I was
1: about to say, hold on. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Maurice Hello, man, is so toxic. <laughs> no. Maurice, changed. he put his black, is that your black planet profile pic? He changed his pic soon as we went to black planet. Is that an automatic response? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
4: Yes, I'm, Colin, like, Ka- I'm, I'm not available but I'm watching
1: <laughs> Hey he's like this is my black planet moment Yeah,
4: this, yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay Bernie, Bernie yeah, We live is, in Japan you gotta is,
4: stop this I- Yeah this is This is um, I'm gonna just not say anything
1: Yeah Let's go somewhere else with <laughs> <the dope. laughs> um.
4: So how about those um, Yeah those Yankees um, Yes
1: Where's the, what's the Those, dope? Can you, can you go to uh, the Cleveland dope, click on the dope, years. Bernie Ben. So you in the we trending, can, can you click to the dope? There's a dope tab, okay. The dope. <laughs> hey. What is the dope tab? Happy born day there to myself. There is a dope tab. I will definitely be getting it. you on Black Planet, day. right?
2: Yeah. Hey, so who owns
4: Black Planet <laughs> you now? Wow. Who, who owns the site now?
1: Oh, well, I, now I don't do. know. question. Wait a minute, look in the popular <laughs> posts. For all the ignorant...
2: What is that? that? Oh, hold on, hold on. Can I move y'all?
1: For all the yeah. ignorant Negro sellout Trump supporters on BP, did you fools know that Trump and his dad did not rent to Blacks in 1973? Google it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not wait a minute. G Riley, <laughs> I was minding my business in Dunkin' Donuts one day and like three Ethiopian <laughs> times. What? I actually
3: started reading that. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, the post right next to this post, on popular posts. G Riley.
0: I just heard them back. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks it looks like Black Planet is owned by a corporation called Urban One. Oh my goodness! Mm. that don't And founded by a lady named Kathy Hughes. Mm. A company that to radio one. Operates media properties targeting African Americans. It don't say if this is a person of color. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So okay, I got one friend request. Wait a minute.
1: No, it's in Silver Springs. Okay, Kristen, you gotta go see what's up. Hey. No. Urban yeah, One, man, Silver man. Spring, Maryland-based no. American Media. <laughs> oh, this man's okay, name okay. is
0: just predatorial.
1: <laughs> Boogeyman, yo, you oh,
0: no. <laughs> reluctant go. to
1: love. He there started he following you. you.
2: No, I have to accept it first.
1: Politic so into is you, man.
2: It's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> to you. What? Politics.
0: Oh, there we go. This man is about his politics. He politic to you. I don't know. About what? What? No, it's hip hop because he spelled it wrong.
2: Reluctant to love. These yeah. are the people who. The they. These are the people who looked at my uh, account. Gina, Gina Brain. Gina Brain. <laughs> Gina Brain. Let's look at their faces. He uh-huh. doesn't he look like um Umar, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Umar, like a fifty He got the Earl Brains
4: going. He got the he, Earl Grey going. That,
0: he might be from Philadelphia,
2: Miami.
4: Yeah, he's from okay. Miami. He Haitian.
1: Hey, <laughs> no, no. Bernie is like, we're he's, not a, he's, that. he's definitely he he definitely voted for Trump with those shorts on, bro. <laughs>
3: I was kind of looking at the very bilateral sideburns on the third picture. Yeah, he got yeah. the
4: Earl Graves going. That's old Black Enterprise looking
3: now. <laughs> well,
1: cat Ka- Ka- Kathy's hand. husband. <laughs> on the update, man, y'all. His brother shining, man.
0: He looked huh? good.
1: He looked healthy. Go ahead. <laughs> look, oh, Kathy's man. husband is black. So I found that out. He's shining. Yeah. He's shining. Nice. He's, He's shining. Shining. But Boogeyman,
0: Daddy Tiger just hit you up. Three
1: seconds.
2: Go back, Daddy Tiger. Daddy, Daddy, tiger. Daddy, 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 Daddy,
4: Daddy, oh Daddy Tiger. Daddy Tiger, 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 that
2: Tiger. Oh, he ain't got no more protein. fire from oh, VA. Oh, no no from VA? They must. It's no
1: secret. Oh, you better watch what's out, here? man. He's
2: not been posting shit. I didn't post nothing, so I'm like, what are y'all following me for?
1: Yeah. come on bernie you yeah, gotta me. post something post something
2: post something be like what up like why? what? Up? i don't even know where do i even post y'all got me crying post There's a link to this my post
4: a link to this episode be like is brooklyn in the house
2: <laughs> we uh wait where's my how do i go to my actual profile
3: not very um, user friendly i think you have to press bernie then okay
1: Kristen, right. no, be on here every day <laughs> she's like you gotta go <laughs> don't do me like that Day, daily affirmations
2: <laughs> mind you i got
1: four followers already oh, you got four followers that I, I you see nothing that profile
0: pic look at you shining
1: <laughs> shining look
0: at that you look fire all right you look like you go know go ahead and post it you're looking for okay. a man that will politic with you
3: stop trying to sell this man to bernie <laughs>
1: I'm looking up Kathy. Where hey, Kathy? Kathy,
2: Mega. Should America? I should I get you sweating again, Mega? Oh my God! Should I get you <laughs> sweating?
1: I, I, I'm Appreciating this like I would
0: a beautiful uh a beautiful scenery. Look at it. Wait, wait, wait! Stop right here and right there. Where is that pink
1: man? Hey, where?
0: Kamala, come oh <laughs> on, come on, Kamala. Kamala here's a black
2: planet. Oh, click on, Kamala. website. Yes, Kamala.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cat- oh, All right, okay. by the way, Kathy Hughes is black. She's from Omaha, Nebraska. But Okay.
2: Oh, so but- there's like a chat thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 20- I don't know.
1: <laughs> <BQW. BQW, laughs> what? Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
1: I am from African motherland. So Please, sweet, I need man. your friendship. Mm.
3: <laughs> What's that? Oh, you got that? You got that oh,
4: 419 no. going? <laughs> wow. wow. Oh wow. Oh wow.
2: You call my oh, ass wow. dusty? I ain't putting oh, wow. a number out there just like that.
4: You said sweep my ass. Wait, what? <laughs> huh?
2: Because your ass. ass is
4: dusty. <laughs> 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 Yo,
1: we,
0: wow. You're
3: we, about
1: to make me an account. We got to This should be the end of our segment every time. Just go on Black Planet.
2: Yes. Oh, we. Yes. About I'm one. confused. Teach me. Wait. There's 20 something. I don't know oh, what this is. Oh
1: what, what is all that. Yo, oh, that's too much. Overload, <laughs> overload,
3: Overload. overload. He's got the two Tucker Moon profile
1: <laughs>
2: There's 30 sentence. I don't know. This person keeps coming up.
1: So I was like, okay. what? Bernie, go to Kristen's Kristen's old page. Kristen, yeah. what's your page?
3: Uh, how remember. do I find her? I don't remember what it's called.
2: <clears throat> I can can you search like people, people as opposed to
1: Maybe you can. I don't know where my page is. I think it's probably wrong, but but look, I, I can't. I don't know if I can like search. People. Browse right there. Browse. Who there? Top where, left, right there.
2: Where? 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 Oh
1: no. What? Huh? I think oh, they no. changed it. <laughs> it's not user friendly. I think click if you click on. Hey, Brow- why are they putting people's zip codes on here? If you put browse, course? see right there underneath you the. know piece? Why, Christian? You already hold know hold why. I, I don't want my.
4: No, you close. You within striking distance.
1: <laughs> go go where paul can you go to browse or go to search i i i, I did this is browse. Oh, what about search this is search it says female so but there's but... two browsers. why is there two browsers
2: paul i don't know y'all told me to go out here i don't know
1: about it <laughs> i'm about to do some research i'm gonna find my black planet <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my phone though because they want me. I'm not downloading the Black Planet app. Could you imagine having the Black Planet app on your phone? <laughs> Somebody let me use your phone real oh quick. I'm, I'm gonna give out you right now. Bye, Mega.
2: <laughs> hey man. Appreciate Hold on. the beauty, huh? Hey, who is this? One?
0: <laughs> 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 I, I just saw Opie Cunningham. What is going on <laughs> yeah, here? Opie Cunningham. Oh my
1: goodness. Oh, okay. I'm
2: I'm confused, just as you all.
1: (laughs) So, what are your thoughts, Bernie? What do you think?
2: I'm confused. I'm. I don't know how. I don't know how how we talk. I don't know why I clicked that. I'm sorry. Sorry, that was (laughs) bad. That
1: was
2: so bad. (laughs) Maurice, you didn't see nothing.
4: I didn't see that.
2: I didn't (laughs) Bernie.
4: I didn't. Slip of the fingers.
2: My, it's it's very sensitive over here. Mm. God is good to me.
1: <laughs> I don't even know oh.
2: what this is. Wait, in terms of my opinion, like I, I it's I don't really know what to do. Um, like it's kind of similar to Facebook in the sense that like, you know, I can make posts and stuff like that. I guess I see popular posts and I can see other people. I don't know how to make my post private if I don't want people following me, like here are my followers, five boogeyman is my follower. <laughs> Sexy single MD is my follower. Y'all, boy. <laughs>
0: it's your boy, Yo. Shane. Don't tell my wife that, though.
2: I'm crying. I didn't know you was in Green Belt MD. What is oh, that? That's that's up to well, I mean, you are 36, right? Or 37. Oh,
0: yeah. We could go with 36. Yo.
1: Are you making him a profile? Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
3: Yo, if like you tell me the zip code, my- I'll go say hi to him for
4: you. <laughs> Ooh, um, they trying to just do MySpace again.
2: Pretty I mean, much. And then there's people, I don't know what my hits is. Um, I don't really understand a lot of- Those are the of- people
4: that just visited you.
2: So why I gotta add them?
4: That tiger, the that boogeyman. T- you got the tiger and the boogeyman, somebody reluctant to love, someone go politic to uh, you. And then you got a, a Gina brain.
2: I love how y'all said "dad" when it looks like "datty."
4: Yeah,
2: datty girl.
1: girl.
2: Oh, so you dat-tiger. was just saying? I see what you did there. Got it. No, this, is, this is too
1: much, man.
0: <laughs> maybe it's a... I feel like it shouldn't be a hard er on there if he gonna say that tiger.
1: Weird, tiger. <laughs> like, you Why know, can be tiger? Tiger.
2: Maybe, maybe the name was taken already.
1: Mm, I don't think this is this is good for dating.
2: I, I don't think this is good. For I him. beg to differ. I saw. Mega. <laughs> Somebody mute Mega.
1: <laughs> Mega. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Hey, i not used to this. What's the radio? Can you go to the radio? What's that?
2: Hmm. Good question. I didn't check. Oh.
1: What <laughs> word? Magic? A live stream now? Mainstream. Magic 97.5. We need to get on this. Good job, man. We,
2: we can put this information. Yo. <laughs> hey, you got cool jazz. <laughs> I
3: used Look, to so I, love when that came on when I was little. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I thought it was just me, but I, this site don't load that easily. When I was on my phone, it wasn't loading that.
2: Mm-mm, that's why I went to my, the website. All right, <laughs> get
1: out the vote. Here we go. political. What'd they say? Get off the vote. Uh, they ain't update
4: this. It's a little. It's a little late. They um, ain't
1: update this. It's not happening now. What's oh, okay? I'll Join what us I'll... with Kamala Harris, Mary J. Blige, Samuel L. Jackson. Play for by I guess Biden spent a lot of money on Black. <laughs> <laughs> he cut back. He cut Black blood and some checks. I'm weak. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, but they need to update this shit, then. Yeah, they, uh, i guess. yes. they do. And then, oh, oh, yes,
1: here we go. This is what I wanted to see. Wait a minute. Who is that? She hit us with a whole bunch of big words complacency, complacency and stagnation. Who this love is wrong. so. Oh. Oh, be sure. Listening to Patriot OC, watch out for her. Listening mm-hmm. to Patriots Jets on this This little flexing girl, she everywhere. She must know somebody. Mm-hmm. She all on your page. I, I got no page to be on. <laughs> no, no, look at my dude. All I want to know. Do yes. black planet. <laughs>
2: Right,
1: if you married but separated, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> if you are married but separated and you want a solid relationship with your new boo, it can't be solid until you get a divorce. Nah, for real.
2: <laughs> Speaking
0: facts, <laughs> hey y'all, I'm sorry to uh to break up the party, but I've got to take off now. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah we yeah. should. Okay, so. This is our first episode. It's cool. It's um, eleven forty. We we can end right now. So any last thoughts, uh, Bernie? Thank you for taking us to your uh, Bernie. I'm gonna find you on Black Planet this week. <laughs> um, we got to find a different site. Social media is very interesting. It is. Um, so any last thoughts uh, as Mega's about to roll out? We going or we we can end it right here. Where? all right so this is the first one this is information podcast we will be back in two weeks check us out i got
4: one thing to say go
1: ahead bro go ahead
4: shout out to the family of um dearly departed uh javier ambler um i just want everybody to know that the fight has just begun in terms of political activism and political action so just because Biden has gotten or he, he got elected doesn't mean that we rest on laurels. We gotta push. We gotta keep struggling. We gotta keep um, resisting.
1: For sure, right. And don't okay. celebrate too much until January, right? Yeah. There's a runoff right. in Georgia. Maurice, Maurice from Georgia? Yeah.
4: Yeah, man. Hey, I'm I'm got my eye on it because you know I'm I'm raised in old national. You know, and I, I worked with the DNC a long time ago. And um, the, the the blue, I guess you could say all the democratic uh, the democratic party was is heavy there, but I, I put in that chat, you know, vote suppression. Like a lot of people have gotten their votes taken or like un, unlawfully um, suppressed. So right. now that we have gotten rid of some of the, the the obstacles, I mean we still don't have VRA, you know, in, in place, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see if, um, Reverend Warnock and, uh, Mr. Ossoff can actually get in and if, um, they will hold themselves accountable to the people that have lifted them up over the past couple of years now. So, I'm I'm watching, I'm, I'm pretty dispassionate about it, but still there's a glimmer of hope, you know, I'm not completely dead inside. So we'll see.
1: Well out. anybody else? Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. I've
0: always liked Jeopardy. Tell me a lot of facts. Oh yeah. Also, shout Thank out you. to uh, my nephew and all my other homies whose ex felons out in California that can vote now. That's what's Family. up.
1: Yeah. There was some good in that vote. I definitely voted for that. All right, cool. Well, we're gonna end it here. This is not Information Podcast Numero Uno. Peace. Peace.